Good morning, Citygate Church. It's great to be with you. Good morning. My name's Andy. I'm one of the team here, and we're so glad that you've, you've carved out some time today to join with us. I'm really excited about what we've got coming up today. Russ is going to be leading us um, into another part of our Isaiah 61 series, and it's some verses which are really pertinent for now. But we're going to have a time this today of like interspersed worship and then hearing from the word and praying and then responding and then back into the word and worshiping again. So it's going to be a bit different. So I'm excited about, about what's going to come today. And, um, and it's, going to be, it's going to be great fun. But equally, we need to like prepare ourselves for this. We need to get ready. And um, I don't know about you, but my wife and I were reflecting this week on how COVID, you just have to prepare so much more, don't you? There's always this added layer all the time. You go to a supermarket, like, have I got my mask? How far can I stand? How close can I stand to someone? Can I pay with cash or does it have to be contactless? When you're going out for exercise, how far can I go from my house? Who can I go meet up with? There's all these added layers. And I don't know how you're feeling about church, but it can, it can sometimes feel the same. We used to leave our physical houses and come to a building, and that kind of communicated something to us. It gave us a moment to shift our mindset. The chairs were laid out, pointing directly at the band and at the speaker, so it gave us attention and focus. And actually, sitting at home in front of a screen, it takes more effort to kind of G ourselves up and get ourselves ready. So with that said, this morning, I want us to kick kick off by getting ourselves ready, and I want us to do that by doing something active. So I want you to pick up your device, if you've got one to hand, or whatever you're watching on. And if you're on Facebook or on YouTube, I want you to go to the live chat. And I want you to put your name in the chat. If you're watching as a family group or something like that, you might just want to put your surname in, like the Oats are watching. But I'm going to start off. I know there'll be some delay. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to put my name in the chat. And as everyone's names start to appear in the chat... I want you to pick somebody's name and I want you to pray for them. So pick a name as they start to appear in the chat and I want you to pray this morning that God would would make them full of energy, that he would help them focus. Pray that they would hear and receive this morning what Russ has to bring and as God ministers to us, pray that what, it, what we hear would land this morning and would change our hearts. So pick a name. I can see the names starting to roll in now. Pick a name and pray for that person. And as we're praying, I just want to read a scripture over us from Isaiah because it can be tiring, can't it? It can be tiring at the moment and we've got to find the energy to focus on God and give him our all this morning. But it says this in Isaiah 40. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. This morning, Lord God, I pray for each person whose name has appeared in the chat, each person who is engaging with you today, Lord God. I pray, would you raise strength in their life? Would your Holy Spirit fall on them? Would they be able to focus and engage this morning? And Lord God, would we be different at the end of this than we are right now. Moved by your spirit, we pray today. Amen. Yeah, thanks, Andy. Let's, let's take this time, church, to just lift our praise to our incredible God. At your name, Shake and crumble at your name. i 
for you this morning as we come to praise. Let me read these. Let our praises find true expression as we come before our God with singing and joyful celebration. True worship is the highest and most sublime form of gratitude because in our songs of worship, we are proclaiming his, that's God's goodness. When we wear garments of praise, we are clothed in victory and breakthrough. God's holy ones are robed in scented garments of praise. Singing praises will bring deliverance into reality. Many are the victories that have been won by praise. The overflow of grace in our lives will bring a merry heart and a cheerful countenance. And when praise rises before him, burdens are lifted from his people. When we praise in freedom, as we have the freedom to do, God's will is done in our lives because that is what we were created to do. Faith praises even in the dark. I've just got a prophetic here which is kind of spoken in God's voice and I believe he would say this over us this morning. This is the day to bring your joyous gratitude as your love offering to me. I give you my peace and I open a way into my glory for you are the heir of my promises and the child of my joy. Let's clothe ourselves in that garment of praise this morning and see what God will do as he makes his will come in our lives. There is no one like our God. We will praise you, praise you. There's no to shout your name we love to praise you and Lord God this morning we come to you as there has been a call to the church to pray every day for our nation 
as we have passed 100,000 COVID-related deaths. And Lord God, Yahweh, we call on your name. Lord God, we want to pray that you would stop the spread of this virus. Lord God, we call on your mighty, powerful name and we pray that in the name of Jesus, the numbers would come down and this virus would spread no more. Lord God, we thank you. We thank you for each and every key worker who has been working to maintain the movement in this country, helping us live as normally as we possibly can during this time. And Lord God, we pray that you would send your Holy Spirit to be with those who are mourning and grieving, who have lost loved ones during this season, been unable to be with them in the same way. And Lord God, are, are hurting and grieving. Send your Holy Spirit to comfort them and to guide them. We call on your powerful name, Lord God. Break in and change this situation. Amen. Can I encourage you that if you've been responding to that call to pray every day, if you love prayer, why not join us to pray as a church? We, we meet at various times throughout the week to, to pray for our nation, to pray for the situation and pray for different situations that are occurring during this time. So please, can I encourage you, join us. They're great times of praying to God, rejoicing in him and petitioning him. Please join us. We are moving through our Isaiah 61 series, and as well as praying for our nation, we are an active church. We do things that engage our community and help those who are vulnerable around us. And we are, we are looking at different parts of our church life and how different people impact the community around us across Bournemouth, Paul, and Christchurch. So now we're going to hear from the community hub, which is just in its infancy, and we're going to hear about some of the great stuff they've been doing during this time. Welcome to Citygate Community Hub, an open door to everyone serving local people in crisis. Come on through. When our visitors come in, we check their temperature, we check that they're wearing a face covering and that they've sanitised their hands. We follow a strict one-way system and strict two-metre social distancing rule to keep everyone safe. Most of our service users have been referred to us by a frontline agency providing ongoing support. A member of our wonderful team will provide a warm welcome and take some initial details. Yeah, what I love about uh, when people come here, we can offer them words of encouragement, we can offer them prayer, and when they leave, they leave here with uh, something positive they can take away uh, encouragement and something that hopefully will make a difference into their situation. The Hub is a growing partnership of local agencies, uh, sharing this space, serving clients and enjoying the facilities that we have to offer. Uh, this next year we want to uh, invite more to come in and we want to develop these facilities to include hot desks, a cafe and more. In partnership with Bournemouth Food Bank, we provide three days of emergency food for individuals and families. A further chat will help us to signpost towards additional services, and we can even book an appointment with our resident caseworker where the need is greatest. I'm passionate about what I do because I've been in crisis myself, and I think that this is a great way to reach out and help other people. I have experienced God's restoration in my life. There's been loss, there's been bad mistakes, but there's freedom to be had and healing and restoration and purpose and a promise and a person, Jesus Christ. Well, you want to support us here at Citygate Community Hub? Please go to citygate.church slash hub. I hope you enjoyed hearing all that's going on through the community hub. As I said, it's just in its infancy, and I know Ed continues to have inquiries from different agencies from outside of the church within BCP who are interested in joining with us to serve the community around us. 
So let me encourage you again, if you're interested in that, please find the contact details through the website and get in touch about how you might be able to join with them and serve people across our town. It's great that you're with us today. Whether you've been watching this for ages or whether this is your first time, you're so welcome. And um, if, this is, if this is the first time that you're watching, then please can we encourage you, chuck your name in the chat, say hi, or, or follow the details on screen and connect with us. Because we'd love to help you during this time. We'd love to find out where you're at, what's going on with you, and we can also help plug you into our church. You'll find out that we are a living, thriving community during this time, and we're still meeting together regularly and worshipping God. So, so why not find out what's going on and join with us during this time? And for those of you who've been journeying with us, we want to say thank you for giving. The giving that our church gives enables everything that we do to happen. It enables us to be able to put money into things like the community hub, to serve the poor in our town, to look after each other pastorally, and to keep the mission of Jesus Christ going forward. So if you give regularly, thank you. And if you want to start on that journey today, please follow the details that are in screen, on screen and in the description box below. And you can find ways that you can start to give into the life of this church and to the mission of Jesus Christ as we go forwards. Right now, I'm going to get Russ to come up and I'd love to pray for us this morning and pray for Russ as he comes and brings us a really pertinent word at the moment and uh, brings us this message this morning. Lord God, I pray for Russ. Lord God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would fall on him. Lord God, I pray, bring him peace. Lord God, I pray that you would remind Russ, first and foremost, that he's your son. And before he's spoken a word, you're well pleased with him. Lord God, would you be upon him? And Lord God, to each of us, would you give us open hearts to receive what it is you want to say this morning? Lord God, would you just help us to receive all you have for us? And Lord God, would you speak to us and change us as we grapple with your word this morning? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Andy. Well, as Andy said, we're going to do things uh, a little bit different today. Um, We're looking at um, beauty, we're looking at joy, we're looking at praise this morning, and so it's going to be a a good morning. I've got good news for you um, this morning. And we've been looking at Isaiah uh, 61, and the, the spirit of the sovereign Lord was upon Jesus, and he came in those words in Isaiah, to, um, to set the captives free, to bind up the brokenhearted, to bring good news uh, to the poor, to release uh, from darkness uh, those prisoners and to set captives into freedom. He came to proclaim, as it were, the day of favor, the Lord's favor, um, a day that goes on. And, um, and we're in that favor moment right now. And uh, I'm praying that God's going to do something with us uh, in that way uh, this morning, before the day of vengeance comes, which is uh, not a year, but a day that comes quick and often without recognition, that final day when Jesus returns. So the anointed one's purpose gets practical and it also gets pictorial in Isaiah. And I'm going to do the same this morning. I've got some illustrations for you, which I hope will help. I want you to remind you, though, that these blessings are for the poor and the humble and the contrite of spirit, the lowly. These are not luxuries that Jesus is promising for the rich and for the proud. There is a great exchange that is going to happen and happens when we come to faith in Christ It's a trade. And so I've called this instead. We've got three of them, three insteads today, and each of them will build on the other. And today, as in Isaiah's time, these can be personally applied by Jesus himself, by the Holy Spirit, soothing, comforting, making whole every broken heart. And so my prayer, and I I hope you will join me, is for renewal today. 
and restoration. We've talked about it. And now I want to pray that God would make it happen in and through us today, that he would release restrictions. He would rectify circumstances. And so we're going to, I'm going to talk a while and then we're going we're gonna to minister in song again. And the band are going to help us this morning. So let's look at the first instead, shall we? First instead is beauty for ashes. You see, instead of ashes, there is beauty on offer in our Lord Jesus. And the ashes, I've got some here. These ashes in the Old Testament times were a sign of mortality, a sign that we, actually we are ruined. We are devastated without the help of God in our lives. That we are born in ashes and it's there that we will return. Ashes to ashes and dust to dust and they would have put them on their face and they would have rubbed them in and they would have sprinkled them on their head and oh, making a right mess here. They'd roll in them and they would pour them on their head and on their face and they would use it as an outward demonstration of an inward debt that they held before God, a guilt and a grief that they could not shift. And in that sin, they could not stand before a holy God. The context from Isaiah 57, verse 18, where God can see their sin. He can see that they're going the wrong way. And he says, I long to heal and bring restoration. They were to mourn for their sin. And it was that that would allow them to enter in to God's presence and to be known as a sin, as a son of God. Isaiah, even when he, in chapter six, when he had his vision of, of God and the, the, the seraphim around him and in his holy, holy, holiness, in that vision, he, in, in a moment, he says, woe me, I am ruined. I'm a man of unclean lips amongst the people of unclean lips. And at that moment, a, a seraphim took a coal from the fire, a hot coal, and he put it upon his lips. And in an instant, in a moment, all his guilt was taken away. His sin was atoned for. It was pardoned. It was released and he was free. God calls us from ashes to bring us beauty as he washes us clean. Whatever is on my face, metaphorically, God washes, he dusts off the ash. He takes it out of our system, as it were. We are disfigured, and they used to use this to show an outward sense and disfigure their faces and their bodies, thinking of the ruin of, they, of what they were before a holy God. God does something else. He bestows upon us, instead of ashes, a crown of beauty. You see, our sins were like scarlet, crimson red. And yet in Christ, they become white as snow. The crown is applied to the head as we know our salvation in God. Metaphorically, it's like an adorning of the face. Other translations speak of it as a garland or, or even a bouquet of roses that we now gain because of Jesus. We become a royal heir to the throne, as it were. We become kings and queens in his presence. He now delights on and in us. Ephesians 2 says that we are his good works, as it were, in Christ. Our, we are a masterpiece. He delights over us. He sings over us. So we can wear this crown and know that we have been beautified by the God of all things. He calls us his beloved. And we are 
adopted, therefore, as sons and daughters of the King. Friends, this all happens because of the cross of Christ. Jesus died, took our sins upon him, his red blood washing us metaphorically, as it were, to be clean and forgiven forever. And so we may have repented on that one day, the first time when we come to know him. But so we should be mindful every day. You see, grief for sin and love for Jesus are like a right and left leg as we walk to be more like him. You know, we can have genuine repentance, penitence, without the crippling guilt. We can have deep conviction, which is about what we do, not who we are. It doesn't bring the shame. It actually relieves us from shame. And so we're going to respond now. And maybe for the first time, as we go into this worship song of beauty for ashes, you might want to repent of your sin as you've understood it before God. And you might receive this crown, this beauty from him to be known by him forever. 1 John 1, 9, it says, if we confess of our sins, he is faithful and just and will purify us from everything, all unrighteousness, and make us right. Maybe you need to repent just in this time like of COVID. It's been so difficult, hasn't it? And maybe old habits have come to the fore again. Repetitive cycles of trying to beat it. Maybe today is the moment as you come into his presence. There are others of you that don't feel beautiful, even though that you, you know you're saved. I believe today God's gonna give you the identity, his identity, your identity in him. Others have always being shameful of the way they look. God calls you beautiful. Stop believing the lie. There are many lies that we're believing. Why don't we come and repent in this way, this morning before God in worship. The band will lead us. Your grace and endless 
Lord, we thank you that you take our ash, you take our devastated being of no hope or chance of saving ourselves, and yet you come and say, I'll have those ashes. I'll have that spent life, that burnt out body. I'll have that, and I'll make it beautiful. I'll bring life into it, the crown of life, the book of life, which we have now entered in you. Lord, I pray that those watching now would know that. In Jesus' name, we thank you that you've given us beauty for ashes. So yes, you've noticed I've had a change of clothes. Um, I'll tell you what, sackcloth representing mourning in our second instead, instead of mourning upon us is the oil of gladness. <laughs> this is great news, friends. For those that are in Zion, for us, those that come to know him, it's symbolic of sadness. Every sadness of life, every loss, every hurt, every disappointment that you may have had. It's worn and torn in biblical times to mark out grief, a way of understanding for, for physically that some of our old stuff is still a part of us, even though that we are in Christ. It scratches away, and believe me, it does. I was gonna go authentic here, but this is like your nan's worst knit jumper with nothing underneath, okay? So I've, I've, I've chickened out and gone with a T-shirt. But even now, it scratches away potentially at the pain within of hurts that have never been healed. What about loss for you? Maybe you've lost a child. We've lost a, maybe you've lost a job. Maybe you've lost friends. Maybe you've lost confidence. Maybe you've lost health. In this season, the frailty of our bodies are all too clear and known. Maybe you've lost the opportunity to do exams. You feel like you've lost months of your life. Today, you might be watching, you've lost faith in the one who has crowned you. Maybe you've lost your marriage. It's broken. It's causes itch and irritation even now. Or maybe self-esteem is something that you've lost. You know, God turns our mourning and on us, he bestows an oil, the oil of gladness. This is joy, my friends. <laughs> this is joy in the Holy Spirit. And what they would do, yeah, here we go, they would, they would take it and they would pour it all over themselves. They would anoint the head with oil. They would splash it on their faces. It's an anointing of God's love and his Holy Spirit, symbolic. And in Eastern times, they wouldn't be satisfied as they were going to a feast unless their hair was dripping with it and their faces were shining with this aromatic, fragrant, beautiful oil. What does it do? It enhances the beauty that God has already bestowed upon us. And it takes away the mourning deep beneath. It soothes and it solves. It had healing properties. It soothes and solves despair and the dull and listless life gets fresh life in God, which equates with joy. Joy is not the absence of suffering, but is the presence of God. In his presence is the fullness of joy. This oil is the Holy Spirit. Jesus was anointed with it, and he now anoints us to great effect. We're set apart. We are made holy. As we continue to live for him, he makes us righteous so that we can have a sense of being okay with God, which makes us happy. Joy dwells deep within. It's not dependent on circumstances. 
It's not a happiness that flits and fades because it's God's goodness poured into our hearts and comes from a deep-seated place. He takes our mourning and he gives us this joy. We're kings, now we're priests. Like the oil that anointed Aaron as the priest ran down on his beard. It brought unity. And we're to serve as priests. Should we serve with sad faces? No, because we serve the king who has beautified us and has given us this Holy Spirit that we might know it inside and every day. Friends, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and we're going to worship. We're going to come to the good, good Father. And if we who earthly fathers know how to give good gifts, how much more will the Father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit if you ask for it? And I'm expecting God to heal right now, to heal old wounds and new ones. I'm expecting God to to soothe and massage the heart of heart and the proudest mind. I'm expecting God to come and strengthen you wherever you are right now. Do you know what? The joy of the Lord is my strength and it can be your strength too. I tell you what, this joy, this oil of gladness, it satisfies us. Like that feast that I talked about, it gives us all we need. And in God, let me tell you this, mourning, M-O-U-R-N, does not have the final say, but mourning, M-O-R-N-I-N-G, because mourning comes, dawn breaks, In Psalm 30, it says that that weeping may stay for the night. It may tarry all night, and it does. Some of you right now are in such pain for mourning. Many long nights. (laughs) Many long nights spent wondering, God, where are you? But David was able to say that joy comes with the morning. God gives this final assurance that the night will end. As sure as Christ raised from the grave, joy will come. And if it doesn't come in this life, it will come in that life and your morning will be spent dancing for Him. Holy Spirit, would you come bring healing and strength? Would you comfort hearts? Would you bring comfort where there is mourning? Would you prepare us to serve with joy? Would you bring peace to troubled hearts? Father, would you release a pandemic of joy upon your hearers? In Jesus' name, let's sing again. Let's respond. Friends, this is your moment. Get on your knees if you want to, but do whatever you need. But let's ask God to pour out his oil of gladness upon us this day for his glory.
has been sharing the pain of those disappointments I really believe that there are many of us who have walked away from that pain and said actually that's too painful for me to think about and so even this morning we're not ready to receive that oil of joy and that oil of gladness because we've pushed that disappointment aside we've pushed that brokenness aside and we've said that's not part of me I'm forgetting that and actually that's not what he's calling us to that's not the anointing that he would have in our lives. He's saying, I don't want you to forget it. I want to heal it. I want to heal it. And so as we continue in worship, church, I just want us to come before him. And this is going to be painful for many of us, but we're going to say, Jesus, I want you to bring to light, remind me of those things that actually I've stopped thinking about. Remind me of those hurts that I've walked away from and bring that oil of anointing and bring that oil of joy over me now. Maybe you need to come onto your knees. Maybe you need to respond in a different way. But he wants to bring that anointing of joy into our lives.
Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we pray right now in lounges and bedrooms and kitchens for the oil of gladness. Lord, even if they just look and see what I'm wearing now, may they laugh because God is good. Lord, thank you that you've turned and you will turn our mourning into joy. I pray for that Holy Spirit joy up and down wherever people are watching, Lord. Would they know a deep-seated joy that comes from God, anointed with the Spirit. Lord, for those that need comfort, bring comfort. God, bless us. (laughs) Thank you for what you've done in our lives. Thank you for those that grieve in Zion and for those that needed you, you provide because you are the the one who saves. We bless your name. Amen. Well, the final instead, this is what I'm talking about, is this garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. What does this represent? Well, the spirit of despair, that faintness of heart and of spirit, the heavy weight of sin with no kind of sense of being released from it. The spirit of heaviness (laughs) before we're saved, knowing that it's crushing in on our inside and affects not just the internal, but everything and everyone around it. The only remedy for that spirit of despair is to come to Jesus, to get down on our knees and repent of our sin and to know his life and his forgiveness. He relieves us from that and he clothes us with the garment of praise. New life is expressed in a garment, a full garment from head to toe, replacing all depression and all despair of life as we understand worthy of praise from God because now we are cleansed from sin standing right like him because of Jesus' righteousness, of his perfectness that is given unto us. That's one reason we get adorned in Jesus. And secondly, this is for gratitude. This is of gratitude, of thanks and of adoration. We're to have thankful hearts for what God has done. It's an outward expression of a heart that has been changed, an inward reality that we are now known and loved by the King. And we declare that thankfulness everywhere we go. It's a transformation, not just for us, but it is worn for everyone to see. I'm covered with Christ. He has taken my mourning and given me joy. He's taken my ashes and he's given me a crown of beauty that is upon my head. (laughs) Should I hide that crown underneath my gown as if it were stolen? Said Spurgeon when he preached this very message. No, not at all. I will shout, I will praise, I will sing of the mercy of God because I was broken and he has restored me. You know, this is a big garment. I had a big debt. My debt that I could not pay was too large. And yet he paid it for me. Why not rejoice? David in Psalm 30 said that out of the pit he has brought me, you have turned my mourning into dancing. You have removed my sackcloth and you have clothed me with gladness. That my glory, the glory that is in me because of Christ may sing your praise and not be silent. (laughs) Friends, this is for us today. We're gonna praise God with all our beings, with our minds. You know, there is a battle for the mind 
right now. Some of you are battling with your mind. The enemy is saying one thing and God is saying another thing. And I wanna encourage you that as you praise him, the truth of him in you will win out. As you lift your voice, as you dance to him and use your whole body, you'll be dancing for the praise for all that God has done. That's how we're gonna end this morning. We're gonna dance on injustice. We're gonna praise out any pride that's left in us. We're gonna sing over our sin because it has been defeated. We're gonna cry, yes, but we're gonna know those tears are for triumph because of what God has done. The Lord has promised to the people in Isaiah's day that if we come to him, he will turn all our mess into his usefulness and his splendor. I wanna encourage you, you might wear this today. Think of this tomorrow. Be on display because of all the ways that he has restored you. We're gonna sing. I wanna encourage you. I wanna encourage you to put on your garment of praise. Some of you have got it in a cupboard upstairs. It's not been worn for days. Get it out, dust it down, put it on. It's your right because of what he's done for you. We're gonna sing it out. And friends, when we come together in this place, when we come together, once again, all together, we're gonna sing like we've never sung before. We're gonna worship like we've never sung before. But let's not wait till that moment because we got this moment to proclaim that he's king and he's done everything for us. Let's worship him. Let's get up off our sofas. Let's dance around the lounge. Let's shout, let's rage. Let's thank him for all that he has done. Guys, would you lead us? <laughs> lead us into worship. Let's worship our God.
Amen. We thank you, Jesus. Isn't Jesus Christ incredible? The message of Isaiah that points us towards Jesus Christ, the true and living risen King. His death-defying work on the cross, his death and rising from the cross is just victorious. And we have heard so much about that this morning. I hope you've journeyed with us as we've been been led so incredibly well by Russ and the team this morning. But there might be more that needs to happen. This is a moment. Don't miss this moment. We've heard about having beauty instead of ashes. We've heard about, um, we've heard about bringing ourselves to Jesus and receiving the oil of gladness. And Ella said, is there stuff that's been squashed away during this time? As we were prompted with that, do you need more time to deal with that? There's a moment now, there are Zoom prayer rooms open and people willing to pray with you. We can, we can pray to Jesus, of course, but there are times when it is needed that people get alongside us, they draw alongside us and they support us and they prop us up in prayer. Is this morning a moment for you where you need to go, yeah, do you know what? I need someone else. I need this body, this family around me of Jesus Christ who will support me. Get into one of those prayer rooms. We have a prayer team waiting to pray for you who will encourage you and spur you on this morning because we all want to pick up that garment of praise, don't we? We want to be able to rejoice in the phenomenal work that Jesus Christ did on the cross and the salvation he bought for us, the way he made us right with God. We hope that this morning has blessed you and encouraged you as we've unpicked a bit more of Isaiah. And we hope to see you next week as we unpick yet more of this phenomenal uh, Bible book in the Bible, which points us towards Jesus and all he has done. Have a great week.